Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We are the podcast about emo junk and pop punk junk and emo music and nostalgia and the scene and Canadian politics. And yeah, that's all the stuff we that we it. encompass in this podcast. Get ready and for more. a ride. Uh, no, today is uh, an episode with the band In Case We Crash from Toronto. Toronto. We actually didn't ask them if we pronounce it correctly, but it's supposed to be Toronto. Okay. But we didn't have them. I didn't know us. that there was a bunch of debate over how to pronounce Toronto, but there I... There is no debate. There is only correct and incorrect, and correct is American, and correct is people from Toronto. Okay. Uh we talk with In Case We Crash. We are fans of this band. We really like their music. Uh, Lizzie put one of their songs in a playlist once, and I was like, now hold up. This, this, this band's real good. This 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 band's doing some business. Uh, so we talk with them a bit about, you know, their band and their new music video, which is up now. It's already up on their YouTube. Go check it out. Go listen. Uh, go watch it a million times, each person. Just have it on loop in the views, background. Minimum. If we all work together, we can we can accomplish anything, guys. That's just actively true. Before we get into this, if you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy the Emo Social Club, and if you enjoy In Case We Crash, you should probably share it with somebody, post it somewhere, let somebody know about this podcast and the episode, send it to them, text it to them, be like, yo, check this out. Airdrop uh, it on your next flight. If you are flying, just be like, airdrop everybody. Drop it to everybody it. on the plane. Uh, we would really appreciate it. It's how uh, our podcast grows. It's how bands like In Case We Crash grow. Just hearing from the people, hearing the people in it, and hearing uh, us talk to nice nice people on the pod. So please share. Please let somebody else know about it. It's simple. It's free. <laughs> you know, it's free it's, to it's be nice. <laughs> it's like those little like infographs. They're like, how do you support your favorite creator, but you're broke? Fucking share it. Share it That's to it. somebody. Re share, review, subscribe. Bitch. That's it. You can even just follow us. And if you want to, for some weird reason, you can just like mute us, but it's still a follow. I don't know why you would do that. It's actually kind of do rude. Don't do that. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> Terrible idea. Don't do Very that. Very rude. Very rude. Don't do that. Before we get into the conversation, Lizzie, what are you up to this week? Oh, man. I'm just sending out um, the glitch shirts that we still have here. So. If you still want to order, we still have limited sizes that are like ready to go to come shipped out of my house. So you can just go on emosocialclub.com slash store and just look at the glitch shirt, uh, see what's there. We have more merch coming soon. We're just finalizing a lot of stuff and then we'll have that summer I, drop coming out. It might be up out. by today. It may it be, up be up by today. Who knows? We don't know how the weekend works. We work for the <laughs> weekend. We're working on the weekend, whatever the song goes. On Thursday. So we don't know. It might be up. Go check Who out socialclub.com slash store. Uh, buy some merch if it's there. If not, then it'll be there soon. Exactly. If it's there, it's there. Order it. I'll ship it out next day. 
and then it's there in your hands and then we need you to tag us on the socials showing up your swag because they're pretty cool we think we think it's cool just make sure if you're doing that tag us on instagram at emo social club if you're on twitter at x emo social club and if you're getting really chaotic you can go tag us on tiktok at x emo social club x and then we can go from there other than (laughs) that there man just go from there. Um, Start right there. Let's just like go from there, you know? We'll figure it out all together. Other than that, nothing too much for me. Um, I'm assuming uh, our follow-up boy happy hour went good. It went what, it went great, assuming. I'm. We're assuming. We're projecting. Yep. We're projecting the vibes. 100%. Thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate Thank you. it. What it a beautiful great. thing you did. Fun time. Anyway, Brian, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we're DJing every Saturday night. Uh... Go on our socials to find out the theme because we didn't come up with it before this. <laughs> Edit that out. Edit that out. Uh, join us every Saturday, 6 p.m. Emo Social Club TV, 6 p.m. Chicago time over on our Twitch channel. Uh, you can also uh, check out me playing Metal Gear Solid on Monday nights, 6 p.m. Uh, going through the storyline there. Uh, more stuff coming up on our YouTube very soon. I think I'm almost I should be almost done with an edit on a video. Just don't want to make a promise that it's already going to be up and then it's not. So make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. You can also be checking out this podcast episode as a video over there. So, you know, it's worth it in many ways to subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see you on the streams and, uh, that's, that's where we want to see you and where we want to send you our love. Crisp high fives in the chat. Uh, without further ado, here is our conversation with In Case We Crash. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this afternoon with our new friends. And In Case We Crash, Simon and Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thank you guys for having us. I am Simon. I play guitar. And I sing. And I am Alex. I play guitar as well. And yeah, thank you guys for having us on this afternoon chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually you're like, oh, what's a fun fact about yourself? But I, I've gotten tired of doing that sort of like job interview shit. Icebreaker. Yeah, the icebreaker shit. So <laughs> I don't know if you want to throw a fun fact about yourself out there or not, but I can do it. I could do it. Uh, I wear my <laughs> socks inside out always. What? Interesting, because <laughs> I don't like how the seam rubs against. I'm like, I'm kind of like the princess in the pea. If there's like a little okay. tiny pebble in my shoe, I can feel it. Okay. So, and same thing, like I don't like that seam touching my toe knuckles. So I flip my, I flip my socks inside out. That's really but not. I've never, that never. Crazy. Really that. See, once you try yeah. it, you'll, you'll understand. And yeah. then you're not, it sounds weird, but it, it's actually really good. <laughs> like that might actually be the way to do it now. <laughs> Has anybody ever asked you, like, if you have your socks like out for like fashion purposes? They're like, "What are you doing there?" You're like, "It's fashion. It's innovation. Don't talk about it." <laughs> I should, but the thing is, I don't think anybody would think it looks fashionable because if you do have a design, you should see the mm. how they look when you turn them inside out. They look horrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy just only plain black socks from the store or something. Yeah, you don't exactly. have any that worry. Yeah, literally just black socks. That's all I wear. <laughs> Alex, do you have a fun fact? Okay, well, I'm actually not Canadian. I'm from Ukraine. I oh. I moved here when I was like 17. So like, it's going to be like 10 years in a couple years soon. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you guys are actually our first Canadian guests, I think, on the podcast. I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna embarrass myself and be like somebody else from Canada is gonna be like, hey, come on, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah you're our first Canadian guest, and now you're our first Ukrainian guest. So there you go. And now our drummer Kyle is actually from United States. He's in New York, so we're oh, like okay. international well, bands. That's less cool. Sorry, Kyle. Yeah. Oh my god. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I agree. No, it'd be cool if he lived here because then we could like hang out more often. Yeah. yeah. We could actually jam right now. <laughs> you could actually yeah. jam right now. Yeah. Like, so you you haven't been practicing then because nobody can go over the border. Yeah, you can't enter. And even if they were here, like for the longest time, we wouldn't still wouldn't have been allowed to. So not like it didn't make that much of a difference that he's in New York. It's like I think it's gonna be allowed in July. Yeah, I think it's gonna be allowed in July. Or is it allowed from this Friday or no? I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) All the rules are changing at a moment's notice. Day before, yeah, it like right now, like I couldn't even go and like to a closing store. I couldn't even go buy a spatula because like that's not essential. But what and if you need you... to flip your yeah. pancakes? That's essential to eat. I don't know. It was like they made some questionable choices, honestly. Like yeah. some of them made sense and some of them were like, why? <laughs> yeah, they're just trying shit, you know, seeing yeah. what works and what doesn't. Figure it out. <laughs> At uh, our expense. So. At yeah. our expense. Yeah. Uh, so we have you on because you're releasing some new music. Uh, we checked out your new music video for Found a Home, which is out tomorrow or as we're recording this. So when it comes out on Monday, it'll be this past Friday. It's out now. Everybody can watch it. Uh, We watched it this morning and uh, I gotta say, I loved it. I like the video. Really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Glad you did. Uh, Have you been kind of forced to do all of these videos in, I mean, obviously you can't have the band all together right now. So we've been doing a lot of videos like just in quarantine and like doing whatever kind of comes to mind, what you can do without having everybody in a room together. Yeah, like that's definitely like what we've had to adapt to. I think specifically for this video, the thing is it would have come out this way either way. Like I don't think it it wasn't our situation that informed this idea. Like say like, oh, we can't be together. It was actually just more like we had a concept and it could be pulled off without us being together, which was a Mm -hmm. bonus, right? But definitely like in general though, yeah, we're trying to think outside the box of ways we could still have creative videos while, you know, while we wait for things to kind of, you know, shift into a more normal time. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like I've seen like the same video from like pop punk bands like over and over. And at some point it just gets like boring and we want to try something new. Mm-hmm. And we've always been kind of this like DIY mindset band and we always try to like come up with our own ideas. So I don't know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think this one was really fun. Yeah, like exactly like he said, like we could have done lots of videos which are you know like just the generic oh i'm in the bedroom or and you're playing your song like i've seen a lot of bands do it lately and it it was cool at first because it was new but now like literally like everybody's doing it and that's Mm -hmm. when we don't want to do it you know we want to stand out (laughs) yeah absolutely and people are tired of being reminded of that you know yeah (laughs) like the stop motion aspect of it even though you had like the little like the filter for like you guys singing on mm-hmm. it which i thought was like really funny too for these little felt dolls that you have it's like different it kind of reminded me a little bit of like panic at the disco when they had that little weird creepy puppet thing but like <laughs> these little felt guys are not creepy in comparison yeah <laughs> that that was like the vibe it was giving me i'm like oh we haven't seen anything like this before it's like it is very refreshing because it's just different instead of what? also like i mean i know a lot of bands you gotta do what you gotta do in quarantine 
like it's not just a phone video or whatever it's like i made these little doll things out of you know depression or whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) and that's it and this is this is what we're doing and i think that's just like really cool yeah like the idea was that like it it, we didn't want to feel like a quarantine music video right Mm -hmm. like like yes it could have been it was pulled off in with those constraints but we don't want that to be like we don't want people to watch that and be like, oh, yeah, I remember. Because there's going to be come a time where like, we're a few years down the road and it's just like you're going to look back on this time and you're like, I don't want to remember this. I don't want to remember this. Like, so <laughs> any video that is like so directly like, you know, a parent of the times, mm-hmm. it's going to have a bit of like a sour taste in your mouth, right? You're, you know, oh, like the old quarantine days. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> the old quarantine days. Yeah, let's just leave those behind. And yeah. that's why, we, you know, we want to put on music videos that don't remind people that, we're, you know, we've been in a crap hole for the last, like, year and a half, almost two years. So, Not two years, but, like, a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> it feels it, like it, two years. It'll feel like, it's coming yeah. in on it. And it's always – I was talking to Brian the other night. I'm like, yeah, two years ago at this music festival. And I was like, I, yeah. did, I didn't like that. I know it's correct, but I don't like it's, saying that. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it's still ago. <laughs> like to me it just feels like a really like long year where it's just mm. like one same months repeated over and over it's still march 2020 to me even yeah. june 2021 it's like it's still march really fucking weird yeah time stands still <laughs> i love the uh the thought process though of like we don't want it to look like a quarantine music video do you think that like a lot of people have started bands. A lot of people, I know you guys were around before uh, quarantine started, so you'd already had some material out there and been doing some stuff for a while. But a lot of bands obviously started in quarantine and they've made all of their content in quarantine. Like, do you think that like it's going to feel dated? Do you, feel, do you think that like, like when we come out of this, that like bands are going to have to go and play shows and like all the music is going to feel like it still has that vibe of being in quarantine? Or do you feel like, you know, we can come out of this and like the, the, feeling of the music and like the the i guess the music was kind of hopeless right like a lot of the quarantine music felt very hopeless and now you're like going to go out into the real world again and everyone's like super stoked to see people in person but you're playing music that's like really sad when you couldn't leave your house like i wonder if it's going to feel dated or if it's going to feel like you know different like when we're actually playing it live or something that's an interesting question i never really i never really thought about it Oh, we lost Simon for a second there. Sorry, we're back. I think, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Uh, that's a really good question. Um, Yeah, like I I didn't say anything in that period of time, so <laughs> didn't lose anything. Um, Yeah, no, that's a really good question. And I think like you, you hit on a point that like, once again, I see a lot of bands that are r- putting out music that like has a lot of references to how we are feeling during this time. And it, it's like, it's the same idea where, yeah, okay, it's cool right now because maybe some people can relate to it, but in a year, that music is going to be so dated. Nobody's going to want to hear you singing about quarantine while we're, we're finally out and doing stuff again. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to hear that. Um, and so that we tried to avoid that too. Like, luckily, like the music that we put out right at the start of, you know, the thing was already coming out. So it had no influence from quarantine. And then even so with like the new material we're working on, it's just like, we're not, we're not trying to be a timepiece of like the quarantine era. It's more just like, maybe you'll hear something that you think you could apply to the quarantine like oh but it also like i could apply that to my life before quarantine you know, being isolated and 
lonely and inside right like yeah. it doesn't have to ex- <laughs> exclusively be because of quarantine or whatever yeah um but but for the most part no like it's not gonna for us it's not gonna be like a timepiece of the quarantine era and yeah. i definitely don't recommend bands like newer bands do that because i've heard i've been like kind of working with some other bands on the side who like like you know help them write a little bit and i'm just like i don't want to hear about your, how much time <laughs> and, like how you feel stuck inside like we know and like i empathize <laughs> i empathize but we know everybody knows how you feel yeah so. <laughs> yeah yeah as simon said you could also feel like write a song that says about how you feel but you can also apply to like something else and you can rely on it like yeah kind of like in a variety of different uh situations you still can you can still relate but yeah was our like last EP was interesting because we like it was finished like way before quarantine started and then we had to put out all the music videos and do things in 2020 like we put out like one video before it started for garden and then after that we had to do like three videos kind of yeah and the the second video so like that one like the second video too we shot before quarantine but even so with that video it doesn't like or our videos from the previous ep even though a lot of them or most of them came out during like the start of this like we tried to make sure that doesn't really like look like that you know it doesn't it's not like so memorable of the time Mm -hmm. i think that's really interesting i was like just on tiktok the other day and there was a bunch of like oh like imagine in like 20 years and like your kids are coming back from school and they're like oh hey like we learned about covid can you tell us and everybody's like trauma intensifies again and I think like <laughs> I think everybody's right here when it's when we're like talking about like we need to remove ourselves from it and just be like, hey, we have to just like move on from it, which yeah. I know in some situations you don't want to do it. You want to deal with whatever you're doing. But I think for this, it's better to have just be moving, looking forward and ahead instead of just kind of dwelling on all this yeah. like terribleness that has been going on. And when you were talking about like having to put out your music, you already put out and produced during when quarantine was happening. It must have been very different. I mean, how was like the fan reception when it came to these other like non quarantine? I'm like stuck in my house, sad type of like music <laughs> that you were putting out. The funny thing is, we didn't really have many fans before quarantine. Like, it, but that, I feel it's coincidental. Like. I feel like we would have gained some following anyway from the music we were putting out, but it's also like, it's hard to like think of it another way because yeah. the, we didn't really like, I mean, of course we, we love everybody who's been supporting us for like the six years that we've been a band, but really like we've been pretty small stuff for like four or five of those years. Yeah, so. it, it, it was interesting because I feel like, yeah, Soul Pain DP was where we kind of grew an actual following and went from kind of like a very local band level to something where like, oh, this is actually like clicking with people and we can do this. And But it was all like kind of put out in quarantine. So it was interesting because we didn't even see like the fan reception to like shows and stuff like that for those songs. Because we never actually played them live. Yeah. Yeah, I think but a lot. we're still grateful. We're like still like surprised that people were so into it, given what was going on. Because I know it's like there's a bit of like brain fog and there's just so much news and information flying at you. Yeah. It's hard to just like, you know, find your way through that and maybe find some entertainment, like some music, mm-hmm. whatever, and be a com- like a committed fan, you know, because that, yeah. that requires effort. And sometimes it's like mm-hmm. give and take. Like it's wonderful if a band's giving you like content that you really like and like music you really enjoy. And you're now like, putting effort into keeping up with them and like all that stuff, right? It's a symbiotic relationship, but that's much harder during quarantine because you've got 
the burden of everything else on your shoulders. So yeah, it's, we were amazed that people were willing to give that to us despite everything they have going on, you know? Yeah, like honestly, despite everything we have going on, super thankful for all the love from our fans, people who supported us because we didn't really have a PR team. We didn't really have kind of anything. It was just all kind of organic support we kind of started seeing and it was really cool. So to whoever's watching it, thank you for <laughs> listening. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I, I feel like a lot of people got a lot of fan, like like what you're saying uh, with dedicating themselves to an artist, dedicating themselves to like finding new entertainment during the quarantine. Obviously, a lot of people creating stuff, but also just there being more things to consume, more things to like go out and, and find and finding new bands. I mean, that's basically how we found you is like Lizzie brought uh, the Soul Paint video to one of our DJ streams that we do. And we were both and, and everybody in the stream was just like, holy shit, this is really good. Like we were like having a conversation. And then I like kind of was like, hold on, we need to come back to this. Um, this song is great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think uh, it's just I think people open themselves up to more different kinds of content, more different kinds of things. And it, honestly, like I feel like more people have been looking for like things that they like, which is weird because I found like. A lot of people hate on everything for no reason all the time, but it's like now people are like, I want to like things. I want to find things that I like. And it's, it, yeah. In, in, yeah. in the case of your band, it was like, yeah, it was easy to find a band we liked. So like, here you go. And now we like want to, yeah, support. I definitely and all noticed that. that as well. Like, I found that I just have like more time to kind of reflect. And it was like, and it's just having more time. It's just be like, oh, I need to find new things I enjoy now that I'm not like busy and not doing everything all the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, like that's it's now when your hobbies matter the most because that's what's going to get you through the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I hung out with some friends for the first time since like 14 months. I hadn't seen them in 14 months. And mm -hmm. when I met back up with them, one of them was like really into K-pop beforehand. And the other one was like, I'm not I don't understand it. And they were <laughs> both like, yeah, I found out actually gave it time to sink in during quarantine. And now I'm like super into K-pop. They forced me to learn some K-pop <laughs> dance. I don't know what happened, oh. but like it definitely plays <laughs> into like you need to find new hobbies and you also need to like just kind of like sit back and be like, have I given this enough chance and time to like simmer with me to see if it's something that I thoroughly enjoy and like even finding a new hobby of like looking for new music. I mean, there's been so many people I have on like my personal Twitter who are like, I didn't know like I could be like a music writer or like a music journalist. And then they're like, oh, I can do that now because the, everything's kind of a mess. And there's like so much more like capabilities and opportunities for it. And I think finding that has helped a lot of people with also just like new music discovery, which in turn just brings so many more projects that didn't have as much as a following before COVID bring that out more so it's kind of like a double-edged sword like you're like i don't want to talk about this stuff anymore but also at the same time it's like good in one way because it's helped us grow yeah it's a double-edged sword because i honestly saw i saw a bunch of bands break up but i also saw a bunch of bands that didn't have following before grow online and find their audience i think a lot of people learn you have to make content right now which uh obviously with the new video and all the other videos you've made like for the cp is like clearly a good a thing that every band needs to do is like make music videos do whatever you can to put out something because uh a lot of those bands i think are just like not making 
internet content, I guess. And yeah, like they didn't yeah. know. Yeah, people uh, forget that you're an entertainer, right? Like that's your job. <laughs> you're you're supposed to entertain people, and if if you don't have like shows to at, at least the bare minimum, you don't have shows to entertain people with. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to direct that somewhere else. You can't just sit around because then it's just that, then you're only doing it for you, and that's kind of like selfish, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, like obviously everybody does this for themselves because they need to, and like mm-hmm. if they feel that need. But you also need to build that relationship with other people that want you to do this and they need to you know you need to entertain them right if they're going to give you their attention you need to show them something that is going to make them happy or sad in a good way or you know what i mean right (laughs) yeah it's like i think like right now i just think like how did i feel as like a teenager discovering all my favorite bands and why did i get into them so i want to give maple like the same thing absolutely yeah, and I've definitely seen that. I'm like, your guys' TikTok, too, because you guys are always, like, putting fun stuff out. I'm like, oh, this is so cool to, like, see bands just doing this, especially you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're just getting warmed up, too. Like, like <laughs> once things are, like, you know, we can all be in the same room, like, it's going to be, we're going to bombard people with content. You know <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> yeah, right now it's, like, even, like, but it's also been cool to learn to do it even with, like, limitations. Because now I feel like we're going to be a lot better at it when we don't have any limitations. Yeah. Yeah, that's the exact thing. Like, if we can do all this now while there's a huge, heavy limitation on us, like, things are going to breeze by a little bit better once uh, we're back to a normal of some sort. Uh, do you think, like, I, I liked what you said about, like, you can't do shows. Uh, so you have to do, like, online content. You have to create videos. You have to entertain in some way. Do you think like like obviously that'll still continue do you think it's like still going to be like tours going around everywhere and like making the content the same way do you think it's still going to be like at the same frequency like you think where do you think the path goes from here now that everybody's going to be going back out hopefully sooner than later but do you think it's going to go where there's going to be more in-person content do you think there's going to be more uh on-demand content is what i've been kind of referring to it as but so you see what i found throughout the whole day is online content became more personal if you look at like con- like like TikTok or like everything that's coming that's more like personal and more like raw content so i think the online is kind of like a lot of it is here to stay but it doesn't mean that anything in person is going away i feel like once shows and everything and tours are back they'll be like equally important as they were before I think it's going to be like a wild, wild west of content because everyone's going to want to post about what they're doing. You know, like they're going to be like, hey, look at me. I'm at this concert. I'm at this restaurant. Like, mm. But at the same time, in that way, things might go back to like a little more of a you have to kind of like seek out the content you want to see. Because now, like since everybody's always making content, like you can kind of like you just get fed stuff. But when there's so much of it, like you're going to have to actively like block out like stuff that you don't want to see because they'll just, yeah. they'll just, you'll see everybody in your friends list doing stuff. And yes, the so, thing is, that's why I actually like TikTok because you can like scroll down and you can like hold on the video and just press, I don't want to see this type of content. And like after, after like a few days, it only shows you like literally just the things you want to see and that's it. And I feel like other platforms don't have that. Like on Instagram, I'm just seeing everything, right? Yeah, I've been saying curation is what's necessary for the entire internet. 
yeah like pers- personalized content like i work yeah. like, like my my side actually from home job well like the work the band is we're not touring or anything is cbc which is like news and like mm. the heaviest thing like that's there right now is like personalizing the content like showing mm. people the news that they want to see instead of showing them everything yeah or let them do it at least yeah yeah i'm all for like for curated like you know media and content for people except when it has like a a political like a sure. <laughs> political undertone yeah. or like a, mi- yeah, a misinformation sure. because sure, then yeah. like you it's... enter a bubble that you can't like that doesn't include like factual resources and stuff <laughs> yeah like, like, you know what I mean? when you create it for yourself not somebody else creates it for you <laughs> yeah if you can yeah. actively participate in like because i think that's like the healthiest way to like receive your content is if you can actively participate in like choosing what you see even so though like i feel like the whole al- algorithmic thing we obviously saw like the backspin of that where it had oh, yeah. incredibly oh, yeah. horrible adverse effects so <laughs> yeah i i just wanted to be curious because i don't want to see like certain like dumb shit on tiktok i'm just like i don't want like like videos of people's babies i'm like i just i don't care like can i tell you just to never show me this shit ever again <laughs> And like, yeah. how Unless do you're I like get... my friend or something? I don't want to see your baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. even then, I'm like, dude, get your baby out of here. <laughs> get him out of the text. Yeah. Get him out of the text thread. Get the baby out the stream. They don't belong here. Baby out the yeah. stream. Yeah. If I wanted to see baby videos, I'd have a kid and take videos myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And the thing, but the thing is, though, all those platforms, they're trying to keep us as like users for longer on their platforms. So they're going to make it better for us. Yeah. As long as, I mean, I agree with you, but like, as long as it's still doing really well for like musicians, because I think TikTok has really just blown up because, it, especially in like our space, in music space, because it's really good for musicians. It allows you to put songs in there. People can find stuff pretty organically, like just come across a song they really like. People can air it and say, hey, I really dig this song. Like everybody should know this song. People can make content videos specifically for TikTok. Like, uh, it just, yeah. Yeah, it's because, like, all of, it's because TikTok, you can reach other people, like, organically. No other platform have that. You, when you post on Instagram or Facebook, you just post for people who already follow you. If you post on TikTok, you kind of post for everyone. And if people like it, it will blow up. So. There was less of a need for it before all this happened. Like, for, for creatives and musicians alike. Like, there's a, a lot less need for TikTok because TikTok is a very spontaneous thing. And, like, you get a lot of that spontaneity when you like say go to, like I was saying go to shows or you know, events and whatnot, and then you make content of those events, and that becomes personal because it's like wow, like they're in the small, you know, like it becomes very personalized. But when you can't go out and do stuff and you know be places, that's where like TikTok came in. It's a very personalized version of the content that we're used to seeing, mm-hmm. and that's why it became so essential. Well, guys, it's summer and it's so hot here in Chicago and probably wherever else you are. So that means it's tank top season. It's hot girl summer. And we have some merch that's definitely going to satisfy that for you. We have the Suns Out Stay Inside t-shirt and tank top in white and black that you can pick up from us up for pre-order right now on our site at emosocialclub.com slash store. Or if you're more into that Limp Biscuit new metal 90s vibe, we have you covered too because we have our logo shirt in that design as a black tank top or a t-shirt. And listen, you can always crop it. Also, 
Just pre-order these. These will be shipped out relatively soon, sometime in early July. So get on it at emosocialclub.com slash store. Your different music that you're getting ready to drop. So you have more singles coming soon. And just in general, I've seen that you guys have done just like two EPs beforehand. So are you sticking with that model also going forward? Or would you start to look at doing a fully produced album? It's a good question. So to start, we've actually put out three EPs, but I don't blame you because nobody heard the first one. (laughs) Um, So so don't even worry about that. Um, And yeah, so like, I think we can at least tell you now that like, there's definitely it's what we're working on now is definitely different than what we've done before. We don't want to get into the habit of just like, because it's kind of like relating us back to like, modern content creation and people's demands for new content we don't want to just be like a single band or like a ep only band which so many artists are because they think like all the internet gurus are telling you just put out singles just put out singles just put out three or four song eps that's it that's it and they they think that's all that being a band is is just getting new followers right that's like that's the idea is that you'll constantly get new people into your music by if you just put out a single and that every single you treat it like a big release right but there's no, there's no like uh, anchor at the end of that chain, you know. There's nothing that people are really gonna attach onto if you just keep out putting on little singles and videos. It's like, okay, cool, but like, what am I following you guys for? Like, am I gonna actually get something I can physically hold in my hands now? Like, so that's what that's the kind of thing that I don't like about the modern landscape of music is that artists are too encouraged to just put out singles or just put out EPs as you know like quite frequent and we want to have like a something a little more solid attached to the end of the chain that really like creates an era gets people hooked into this era kind of basically like an old school like you know if you look at like early 2000s bands how they have like like distinct eras and distinct like visuals and all that stuff you know i think that's really important for us to take the next step and to get more people into our realm and kind of like create this like sinosphere of an experience that because you can't really do that with singles, right? You can you can get people interested in a song, they put it on a playlist, and cool, they'll listen to it for the next few months. Like, big deal. We want to, people to experience something with us and to feel like they're part of something, right? And you can't do that if you're just putting out one song at a time. So I hope that answers the question. It's a little bit, little oh, yeah. bit lengthy, so I apologize <laughs> no, I agree for with that. that. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of the need to have a variety, right? Like, you know, you got to have, like, like, I think a lot of new bands think let's put out an album and it's like, dude, you don't even have like four songs. Like you need to write more songs. And then bigger bands are now like, Hey, we're only going to release singles. We're only going to release EPs. But then everybody's saying, well, we want like a full experience. Like you're saying like the yeah, era. It's side the opposite. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like when you're new, I think it's a good idea to like put out more material, get people interested in, in who you are and also just figure out who you are, like create music just to feel like, Hey, do you dig this? And if people are like, no, then you're like, okay, I'm going to do something different. Thanks. Uh, yeah. And if you're bigger, it's like, well, people want that full, like the Mike Hem era experience of like, oh, it's the the Black Parade. They're doing a whole tour. It's so amazing. Uh, and then you lose that if it's like, yeah, we put out five songs. It's like, well, what era is this? Yeah, Is exactly. this an era? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like if you're a new band, yeah, like it's good to put out singles because you learn a lot and like you just figure out what works and what doesn't and then you figure out who you are as a band a lot faster when you just do singles and whatnot and 
definitely shouldn't embark on like a full length when you're a brand new band. That's just a recipe for disaster. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, like it, I completely agree with you on that point. Yeah. Lizzie. Wow. Look at that. And you guys we usually during... trade off. <laughs> oh. And you guys during quarantine, you did um, a cover actually of steal of my sunshine which is like a huge throwback and i hadn't like heard that song in forever <laughs> yeah we we're just trying to do something fun you know like why not like that one it's okay that it's like like i said like quarantine era like because we're like i said we're just trying to entertain people a little bit right before, while we're working on other stuff on the side so we thought just like a nice little cover because yeah. you know we still play music we're still a band we're not just like yeah. internet beings that only you're only going to see us in this like curated reality version of ourselves where it's like, no, we're still a band, you know, we still play songs. So <laughs> still goof around. That, that was fun to do. Yeah. Uh, was there any like specific choice for that one? Like you said it was quarantine, but like, were you trying to do like a quarantine cover type thing or were you just like, we really dig the song or how did you choose on that one? It's kind of weird. Like it, it's almost like we didn't even choose. It just like happened. Like it was both. Okay. It's kind of weird. Both. One, like, kind of promoter person, like, that we know well, hit us up about, like, doing, they had, like, a virtual concert series or whatever, and they asked us to, to do, like, a song or two or whatever, and then we're like, okay, sure, and we were, like, on top of things, and we had a lot going on, so we're like, we're just gonna get to it, we're gonna get done, so we got those done, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. like, we, we, like we're not gonna do this, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, okay, and we're fine, and then, so also on one of the song choices, so for Steal My Sunshine, it wasn't even, like, our choices, like, our like our fill-in bass player he's just like hey what if we do this i'm like okay cool let's do it <laughs> so it's like the weirdest thing like literally like neither us as the band chose to like actively chose to do that and ne neither did we actively choose the song it just kind of happened yeah but i was like okay i don't know that song it's nostalgic it's cool i'll do it and, yeah but and like I was, I was glad to do it either way it. yeah a good like pop punk uh one that you can make into sort of like now style i, I I hate saying that there's like a 2021 pop punk style now, but I'm like, it kind of is. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a vibe overproduction, to it. Overproduction, yeah. lots of synths and lots of tambourines and 808s. Oh, it's, normal, it's a headache. It's a headache. It's <laughs> but but some stuff's really good though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like as a, a purist, which I'm not. I don't. Oh I don't think there's like a pure form of yeah. music or pop punk or whatever. Like I was always. Like, oh, they're putting synths in, in rock music? This is fucking great. And everyone's like, no, AFI is different now. Blink-182 is different now. It's like, I don't care. It's good. Uh, it's good, it's good, man. Yeah, if yeah. it's good, it's good. If the songs are good, if the if the choruses are catchy and all that, it's good. But now it's like, that's so the sound, right? Like, mm -hmm. if let it, and I hate to say it because it pisses me off to even think it and believe it and say it out loud. But if MGK is now the blueprint of what pop punk is going to be in 2021. You know, it's like in 2014, 2015, <laughs> every band had like punk beats and sounded like the story so far. Now it's like M MGK. But, yeah, I know. You know, I don't know. I'm just hurting on the inside. It, oh, it sucks. It MGK, sucks. I don't want it. MGK. Yeah. Like, I, I think people forget that pop rock is a genre. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a genre why is this not pop rock because there's <laughs> nothing about what they do that's similar to what we do like yeah. and i'm not saying like to like say like, i'm not trying to exclude anyone like like i said i think you could you should listen to what you like you should listen to it without any who cares what somebody else thinks about the music you like if you like mgk listen to the hell out of him right 
I'm just saying though, like this whole classification thing, this whole genre politics, it's so annoying. It's like, I mean, I guess we play on one side of the genre politics that we like don't want to be lumped in with that. But I like, but who? Like, what do I care? Like, we're it's just gonna make music either way. Like that since the 2000s, like pop punk goes from like underground genre, then like mainstream mm-hmm. kind of picks it up, then it goes back underground, and some new wave comes along. Yeah, so. and so it's funny. Like we were, like you said, you started to notice bands putting synths in their song and doing kind of more poppy, sugary production, and then this come this happens like mgk happens so we're kind of like always trying to do the opposite of what's going on and maybe yeah. like maybe that doesn't give us any favors but like if we see so earlier on like you know when we we're starting 2015 2016 like everyone's doing the raw like story so far type pop punk and then we notice a slight shift into the poppier stuff with like influences from like the 1975 whatnot and we you know we kind of like we love that and we got into that and tried to implement that like earlier on, like 2018 or so. And then shortly after, not I'm not saying us, like mainly like bands like Grayscale and like the bigger bands who were doing a lot of the time, they really like put it into like the more upper echelon of pop punk. But they like every band started doing this. It was so annoying with the 1975 ripoff songs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I do not want to be a part of this anymore. Like <laughs> we're just gonna pivot and do like our own, you know, own thing. And so then, you know now we're kind of going back to a bit more of like an organic and real band sound. Cause I, I like listening to real bands. I don't want to see like two dudes and a computer, right? That's yeah. not a band to me. That's, that's a project. That's a, you know, from the new ones, know. I like what, uh, meet me at the altar are doing. Cause their sound mm-hmm. yeah. is just like super organic. They, they, it sounds more like four years strong than anything that's like out. And yeah, they're they just heavy guitars. Not designed to like fueled by RAM, and they didn't change and become a pop rock band. They kind of kept their edge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I follow them for the last few years, and they have stayed consistent the entire way through. And I was like showing people a couple of years ago when I found them, like, you need to check out this band. Like, this band is like this pop punk you're looking for. And I can't tell you how many people dismissed it because they were like, "Oh, but it's chicks doing it. It just sounds like Paramore." I'm like. No, it's it's what you're know. looking for that's different. It is exactly <laughs> what you were fucking looking for that is different. And they have just yeah. kept it like going and like they're just like hitting it so hard. I'm like super yeah, happy heard, to see them doing what Chad, they're doing. Yeah. I'm super stoked for it. I heard Chad talk about it. It was like for so many runs they drove and like played to like five, ten people and nobody cared. And everyone's like sometimes at shows they would be like they would think that it's like they're not a band and like wouldn't let them in. Mm-hmm. because they're yeah. girls yeah and paramore hasn't sounded like paramore in 10 years so like get over yeah. it right? like <laughs> like just let people be the band and like don't also make that association too right because paramore didn't have like heavy ass guitars except for like early days but there's no elements of easy core there's mm-hmm. no elements of modern pop punk you know it's just like different band like who cares? Like, me, meet me at the altar sound more like knuckle fuck than paramore <laughs> yeah that's what i mean Definitely. like if you actually like listen if you actually like listen to the songs it's not like that you know They'd have to listen to it then and form a different opinion besides girl uh, well, vocals. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They... So go go listen before you judge. Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You can't just associate that like a female vocalist, everybody is just Haley Williams. Like there's no comparison. Haley Williams is just who she is herself. Yeah, everybody exactly. else is different. What I thought was like kind of cool was that some recent press releases we were getting in or like if they did have like a female or like non-binary like lead they started to put like instead of like like for fans of instead of them to being like paramore and any other like you know either female fronted 
or you know non-binary fronted bands you know going with those same flow it was like i don't care we're just gonna go with any band we think sounds the same even if it's like all dudes in it or whatever i'm like that's exactly the vibe we're supposed to go into now because it gives me a much clearer like vision of it because if i listen to a band they said well they sound like paramore this doesn't sound like any paramore i've listened to i like it but this doesn't sound like any paramore at all like is it just because there's a chick and it usually and that's is. the most like that's just, that's the most objective treatment of it, and that's like fair fair to everyone, and it's like it it will help people find the right bands faster too. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the real nature of it. Like, cause like when I remember how I got into like Paramore and Flyleaf back in the day, I wasn't like actively looking for a band that had a female singer. That wasn't the point, right? Like, I just I listen to the song. I'm like, that sounds great. I like this band. I don't care. Like they could be whoever and they're, they have, they're great singer, great songs, right? I wasn't actively looking like along the lines of this very small box that you're going to put an artist into, right? Like I was just like, Flyleaf, they're sick. Paramore, they're sick. And I also like all these other pop, and they were sick to me because I like all these other pop punk and emo bands who don't happen to have a female singer. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you don't need to put it in a box like that, right? So I'm really glad, you know, that box is opening up and people are kind of, I feel like if you have that in your mind where you're going to put that in a box, it's because you don't listen to enough diverse music, right? And even just in other genres too, right? Like there's, you should listen to more R&B. You should listen to more Japanese math rock, like just random stuff, because then you're going to break out of that like really linear bubble of thought. Everyone listen to more Japanese math rock. It's really good. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, man. I, I love that crap. got me into that. That's actually yeah. the second mention I've had of it today in just my regular life. Oh and I'm like, God. wait, why are we talking about Japanese math rock so much today? I'm going to go listen yeah. to I mean, some music out of this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great stuff. Really good. Uh, then, I mean, I wanted to go more on that MGK route, but now I'm like, no, let's just get off mgk uh it's a it's a politicized argument it, it is. is a very politicized and like <laughs> like i guess it's very interesting to me now that genre lines are kind of blurring so much like i know there are still people that are upset about it and they're just kind of the loudest angry kid in the room because it's not going their way but i think most people are just really happy that we get to like experiment try different things there's a lot more stuff you can do now people can record by themselves completely you can record in a room uh, uh you know that is you can record in your living room you can just step out of your room and just go i'm gonna put down a guitar line today and so it's it's this line is blurring all this stuff is becoming more equitable for everybody and yet at the same time there's so many people that are like still angry i'm like but stop yeah yeah like i think it's great that people can now be independent and kind of do whatever they want to do and without them being put in the box and yeah it's definitely like there are definitely still some closed-minded people but i still i see i see their amount reducing like by little mm-hmm. which is good yeah i see both sides of it like i don't like those old school like people are like i just want this kind of music that kind of music already exists. So go listen to it and yeah. stop asking somebody else to be something they're not. So I respect that. And like, I'm not going to say, Hey, MGK, stop being you or stop doing the music you're doing. And, and people stop liking it. It's just like, if you like that, go listen to it. If you don't, don't go listen to it. Listen to something else. At the same time though, I'm trying to like help people recognize that it is a trend, right? Like mm-hmm. this new, oh, yeah. people are getting really hyped about, Oh, he's bringing pop punk in the mainstream. It's a new wave. And I'm like, you know, I don't think any band like Knucklepuck, Neck Deep, or whatever are going to be 
on Ellen show because of MGK, right? Yeah. Like, and I think this is a trend. Give it like two years, three years. Who's going to be like, oh, that like, you know, like three or four years later, who's going to be like that down tickets to my downfall album was timeless. You know, like that album was <laughs> real. like, nobody. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. unless you have a weird taste in like, which is fine. Like some, some albums are really great when they come out and you'll listen to the hell out of them. And that's great. But then you move on and it's like, that's what I feel like with this, right? You, I feel it's a like, trend. Like, you, it's good when it happens. You get your fill, and then people move on. So that's why I'm yeah. saying, if you want to build a long career as a pop punk artist, you probably shouldn't try and pander to this trend. You know? Yeah, I feel like she should just be herself and just make music that you want to be making, and yeah. not really think about any trends and just do what you feel like, and then that's real and people will connect it. So I guess if we're, I, I just want to ask you and get your opinion on this too, because uh, obviously like, yeah, Knuckle Puck, Neck Deep, they're not going to be on Ellen. But then I was like, well, All Time Low was though. And All Time Low is now having like their second biggest album, their second biggest like resurgence of their career with their oldest song and their newest yeah. song. It's, it's, uh, what is your, what are your thoughts on like an older band like that? Like, do you think that's going to last do you think that's going to be timeless or do you think that's going to be also like kind of dated i think that album was already timeless and it just got like brought back up because the genre is breaking back up but i don't think it was because of like mgk or like just that specifically i think just all time old just already had the music that was like timeless. yeah and they work hard like they they work as hard now as they did when they're trying to like come up and they blew up right like that's the difference too like a lot of these like you know new modern wave pop punk bands like they have their rise but then it kind of just like fizzles out right and mm. they don't try and do enough they don't try to take that next step they kind of just do their thing and that's it right whereas all time low they're constantly adapting constantly trying to be and they're really good songwriters like they're they're yeah, not gonna they're put really out good. a song and just think oh because we're all time low people will like this which mm. i'm sorry like a lot of the newer pop punk bands do like the new modern ones they just they'll put out an album every year and a half just because they can and be like oh we're this band so people are just gonna like it and i think yeah, that's a I horrible think... way to go about it because you're not people are gonna stop liking you because your music is taking a downturn you yeah got... like i think wake up sunshine had their like best songwriting in like years oh yeah and that's that's why they're they're, they're relevant again because they're they're killing it that's that's mainly bad and yeah there's also a lot of people who like grew up from this kind of pop punk and like entering their like mid late, late 20s 30s and it's nostalgic to them so i feel like that's like i feel like tiktok even before was a lot of younger people but now like in the last year a lot of like older people join it, it and like because of that that whole like emo older music nostalgic trend kind of came back like i've seen that a lot, a lot of that happening at least yeah, there's definitely been a lot of it. Like looking, especially like going back to all time low, looking at Wake Up Sunshine, I didn't like anything that after nothing personal, just me because I just couldn't get into it. But when I listened to Wake Up Sunshine, it was definitely like, oh, this is just old school with a little bit of like new flair. Yep. Like they know yep. what they're doing. And just looking what they've done. I mean, like they're pandering because they know that everybody is like getting to like the I'm a tired millennial or they're a wine mom. They're like, here's some wine here's this here's my all live stream like wine moms all time low for wine moms and like they're <laughs> yeah exactly they keep that that's a good point they keep making music that's also relevant to people who grew up on their music i feel like some bands they make music for like teenagers and then their fan base grows up and they're not into that bad anymore yeah, yeah. 
I was never a huge fan of All Time Low. I do kind of like their new stuff. And Dear Maria, I was like, yeah, people seem to know this one. I'll play it at a DJ night. And so you just like kind of have to like it. You're like, whatever, I guess it's fine. But I was never like a huge fan. And now I'm like, oh, actually, All Time Low, you know what? They're actually pretty good. I think I'll, you know, check out this record. I'll check out these songs. I'm like, fuck, I think I like All Time Low now. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, my first concert I saw in Canada was actually All Time Low. But I actually had no idea who they were. I just went to see Yellow Card. And oh, my God. Yeah, all time I were just supporting them, and I was like, "Oh, these guys are actually super fun." And then I got into them. It was on their like, I think it was the album with like Summer and Neverland tour. What's that? Oh, album? okay, yeah. Hmm. Don't panic. There we go. Don't panic. Yeah. Okay. I watched them. Uh, well, I watched them play a few songs as I left a concert they were headlining because I was like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I like, I came for all the openers, and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta beat traffic. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm like a hundred. I get tired. It's very. It's already late. I think you know. I have dinner at three p.m. and then I go to bed. Oh my god! I'm not. I am an older. Oh, and it sucks though. <laughs> it's okay. You can be trending on all the social sites. I mean, like, here's my wisdom. Like on TikTok, I saw when Dear Maria blew up. Oh, there was a bunch of people who were like, "Did you know this isn't on their like hit album? Nothing personal." I'm like, yeah. Where have you been? <laughs> Yeah, it's not a completely different album, guys. What? What? Yeah. What? It... Sorry, I I on hate the EP, TikTok. Right? It was Thank on. Um, yeah, Jeremy was on. Um, wasn't so. Love it was so wrong. It was right. Yeah, it was so wrong. Yeah, it was right. so wrong. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. that was an EP, wasn't it? Like six That's... on EP, was it? Put 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 up I... or shut up. That was an EP, right? Put up or shut up was the EP. Yeah, I think that's what we're EP, thinking. Yeah. 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 So wrong but, is right uh, was like a full album. I think it's like kind of yeah. shorter in song so length though, comparatively. So you'd be like, okay, yeah. this might be an EP. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't. It's I'm trying to like dig back like, whew, like 10, 15 years ago. And <laughs> I know. Like, I was like trying to think. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Like it's. But anyways, yeah. I get. I get what you mean. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Just that's what I hate the most about TikTok is like, you have one minute of time. To make whatever you want and then you just explain something that somebody else could google it's like why are you doing this yeah it's a good question i like is that is that successful yeah. is that good is that like it's because people have short attention span and they don't want to google it they just, they just like, i'll just get served content I need to find this information out. I'm going to go to TikTok and swipe for a while until it comes up oh, information no. for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a new thing. I, I try not to spend time on TikTok because I know my brain cells will shrink. Yeah, I actually mm -hmm. don't really spend time much time on it looking. I like creating stuff and I like connecting to people, but I don't really like being on it too much. Yeah. yeah. Being creative is always fun. Like, and it, it's a new way to be creative. So I like it for that reason, but I don't personally use it. So, yeah. I really, uh, Lizzie is our TikTok person. She runs our account. Uh, I have gotten sucked down a hole of Instagram reels, which are just 30 second TikToks repurposed. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, yeah, at least I'm on Instagram and I'm not on TikTok. Oh it's like, I'm doing exactly the same yeah, shit. Yeah, Instagram it's reels are like for people who don't, who don't want to go on TikTok, but still want to watch still it. want TikToks. It's yeah. Like, 
You they, don't want to admit it to yourself. Yeah. yeah they don't want to have, they wanted the braggers be like, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not like those kids. It's like, okay, you are though. And you're worse because you're these the are 30 seconds. This is a minute. Or now they have three minute ones for certain people. It's like, you're oh, worse. No. You're worse now. You're worse than this. Reels are good for creators though. Cause at least Instagram pushes them too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we get more hits people. on our reels that we like repurpose on like Instagram than we do on like TikTok. Sometimes I'm like, it's kind of jank, but okay. I guess it works. <laughs> it just yeah. is what it is. Like every platform's like give people what they want. Please make more stuff here. Like I remember they were saying like we're not going to push any videos that have like the TikTok uh thing in the video yeah. because Logo it's like that's it, yeah. yeah, they want it to be like Instagram Reels specific and so they're like going to suppress some of that. And I think they were immediately like yeah, never mind. That's all people are doing. I think they doing. canceled it after. Yeah, yeah, I think they canceled it after. But at first, I could see, like, if I post a TikTok one and it doesn't, like, reach people, and then then they realize they're probably killing their features. Yeah, they realize. Like, realize 90% of content people are posting are just from their TikTok. Yep. Look, just, just give people what they want, and it's TikTok on another app, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's what's happened to, if it was everything in the last few years. That's what happened to stories. It's like one platform adds something that people like, and then every other platform has it. Give them stories. Twitter has stories now. We No, yeah. they're called fleets. They're, they're called stories. Fleets. They're, they're it's, it's really bad. Nobody uses them. I have one friend. He just does Fleet Friday, and then he just tags a bunch of his friends, and it's like, all right, post your like most ridiculous selfie of what you're doing today. And I'm like, you know, this is the only productive feature I have seen for Fleets specifically on Twitter. <laughs> There's no, there's no, I post fleets sometimes, three people watch it, so. Yeah, like, people forget that it's even there. Yeah. Yeah, because that's not what Twitter is for. If people want to be visual, they can just go yeah. on screen. Yeah, like, Twitter's for making really, uh, any posts. And, and then... now I saw the post from, like, Spotify that they're going to add, like, TikTok kind of feature. Yeah, that's Spotify. too much. Interesting. We're, Spotify has to stay just doing what it's doing. <laughs> but that's not what they're going to do because they want to make more money. Yeah. They yeah, they want people to, like, stay more on the platform so they, like... What? That's why they're giving artists, like, merch from Spotify or, like, concert tickets. Like, you're you're a music app. Your job is to be in the background. <laughs> And take and take yeah. royalties from artists. Yeah, you're That's supposed you to pay people very little to be in the background of everyone's life. Yeah. Here at the Emo Social Club, we typically listen to the bops we grew up with. Yet there's new music out there that you haven't even heard of. Cue of Thoughts and Feelings, a Chicago area project which fuses jazzy pop instrumentals to create a serene sound to soothe your summer self for self care or to counter your usual lo-fi city beats, whatever works for ya. The Chicago Daily Herald highlights the diverse instrumentation in their recent article that features the band's new video for their song, Turquoise. You can hear this song and others on Bandcamp and Spotify. Keep up to date with them on Instagram at of thought and feeling plus on Twitter at OTAF music. Uh, well, now that we're talking about social, we should give you a moment to plug everything and uh, feel free to start with like Bandcamp or anywhere people can support you more. 
uh, give you all the royalties <laughs> just to you rather than like Spotify and shit. Uh, but if you well, want I mean, to throw, ironically, yeah, Spotify is probably the best place. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's also fair too. The hold they have. Yeah. Get, yeah, it's, it's, it's not my choice. Our, yeah. You get all our releases in your playlist on the day, so you can yeah. follow us. And then all our socials are just at in case we crash. Yeah, if you want to see the new music video, go to YouTube. Good old-fashioned YouTube. Good old watch, YouTube. Watch yourself a music video, you know? Yeah, it drops. We're going to make it public at midnight. The, the song itself dropped in Australia already, I think. But oh. it's going to... Yeah, it drops at, like, midnight of local time. Yeah. Whatever, you can use a VPN if you want to go listen to it now. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. This video is sponsored by... <laughs> Australia. <laughs> yeah. Uh... YouTube, who's never done anything bad, uh, oh go check out the video there. Uh, you guys, okay, I, I, this might be a, a U.S. versus Canada thing, but do you have TRL and and that on MTV in Canada at all? Growing up, nope, nope, nope. Okay, was there? there was I a, had, I had, I grew up in Europe. That's how I yeah. discovered all the pop punk bands like okay. on MTV. MTV okay. Two, it was called MTV Two in Europe, and yeah. they played like all the alternative pop punk kind of stuff. We had a thing called Much Music, which yeah, was okay. yes. one. I remember and seeing then, stuff from that. It was good. And then they stopped playing music. Yeah. Um, it turned they into a reality did. TV show channel. Yep. As oh, they so all it's, did. It's the MTV trap tube. Then. The MTV. Okay. It's MTV of Canada. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. We're like, I mean, I think there's a, there's a opportunity. I think that there's a, a space for like a, discovery platform like that that is essentially just people like us people like other other podcasts or whatever like putting up music videos and being like hey here's our like top 10 of the week hosting like a little show like that like lizzie is clearly our carson daily or our host of that (laughs) and it's like just like introducing like new music videos because i'm like yeah that that was like how a lot of those bands broke back in the day it's how a lot of people discover new music like that and i'm like there's really this this hole for music videos just like yeah go to youtube and like hope it pops up in an algorithm and like where is the host saying like hey here's this new band and here we are like they're playing dumb games in a studio or something yeah i still listen to the radio so really <laughs> oh, here and there yeah love it like, thank you thank you for like giving me my job <laughs> yeah. i feel like more people in canada listen to radio than in the states we're a little mm-hmm. bit more old-fashioned i guess yeah, yes, down here yeah. everything is like integrating to like podcasts or like just live streaming. I can't tell you how many people have like told me like this last like handful of years were like, well, radio, you know, it's kind of obsolete now, blah, blah, blah. But then like during like shutdown and pandemic, like everybody was listening to the radio in some way, shape, or form, mainly news radio, obviously, because we want to know what the hell's going on. But <laughs> I, I also thought it was crazy because there's bands still that are like getting really excited. They're like, oh my God, like my song's going to be on the radio. And I'm like, okay but then why are you shit talking it's like not being relevant anymore <laughs> like can we unpack that real quick because it sounds like so pr- pretty relevant and like a higher praise than being like oh hey i'm on the spotify playlist by comparison because like you're getting out to like your localized area more often than that, unless you're on like serious accent then obviously that's national international and i just always have found that like such a crazy like argument people have <laughs> Yeah, I'd be down to hear any band I like on the radio still. That'd be that would hype me up. If I heard like oh, a, yeah. a band that when I hear the dirty nil on the radio, I get so hyped. I'm like, yo, 
those are my boys. <laughs> I don't actually like know them, but like but I'm like really <laughs> they excited. They could be because, your like, boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Maybe in a little bit. I I mean, Luke just added me on Facebook. Love oh, too. shit. It's all it's going coming, down. It's getting Facebook. there. You, you yeah, I have Ross's number the base on my phone. From the name. <laughs> yeah, because I bought a base from him. But, so it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Let's put yeah. it that way. I'm not a friend. No, not they're, they're sick. They're sick. Really do you do you feel like then we need to have a lot less like red hot chili peppers and foo fighters on the radio we need a lot more like newer bands i love chilies and food. that's what because we have like an alternative radio yeah. in toronto and that's like all they not all so they used to only play that stuff like yeah the super alternative which i love that's what i grew up on and then they started to put that this new like pop folky alternative crap that i yeah. hate like the booms and the kicks and the claps and the <laughs> the, the folk guitar dun, 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 dun. home let me go like let stuff me go. like that <laughs> I don't know. like that's all we hear now and i'm like but then they have their like 90s nooners where mm-hmm. like it's like noon and they play all like 90s alternative rock and stuff and yeah. they still have those periods of time where they'll play like Alex on fire on the radio and stuff like that right <laughs> So I just want more of that. Yeah. Not, not the stupid boom. Yeah. <laughs> Lumineers type crap. Yeah. <laughs> I had to like go through my, um, I work with the National Radio Archives and like I went through all of our radio stations and like the music catalog that we have. And I'm like, why do we have 30 songs from just the Foo Fighters? Why do I have to listen to 30 songs of Foo Fighters with three different versions of Everlong? <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. I was Rock like, and oh, roll. God. But like <laughs> then I see like the newer stuff that's going on and then I have access to like where every state is playing what alternate like what their playlists are throughout the day. And I'm like, now they're starting to mix it up with like some of this newer stuff that you're talking about, but also like the newer like the emo rap and, and such. And but then I'm like, Oh, there's my chemical romance. Oh, here's Follow Up Boy. Oh, here's like some of these older bands starting to mix in. I think like they're starting to get it a little bit but it, it's still going because every time every week i look through it i'm like we're getting there we're getting there let's <laughs> let's keep it going we're doing well we're doing well we're finally kicking it into high gear and i enjoy that <laughs> uh there are bands besides the foo fighters and that doesn't take anything away from the foo fighters just there are other bands too they uh, they demand thirty percent of all alternative rock radio play. It's thirty percent, or you ridiculous. get you get nothing. Ridiculous. You get, well, I think Weezer is going to end up taking that spot. Ooh. they're going they're going to yeah. move in. I can't I'm again thirty Weezer songs. I enjoy Weezer, but I'm like, there's a lot of Weezer here, guys. But like they're Weezer they're yeah. like the new Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I feel like we're going to hear Weezer for like the next 30, 40 years on alternative radio, and we're going to be like, why is Weezer still here? We're going to be like, I don't. No, but it hits. I'm just gonna accept it, and Weezer's we're just gonna move on in life. Weezer is excellent. Yeah, and we also know that no alternative bands will ever be that big again. Yeah, yeah, never. No, never gonna happen again. <laughs> too much. Too many. Legs. And we get we get MGK instead. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he won an award for being the best rock of all time <laughs> of the year. What? He won like a yeah. Billboard Music Award, which uh, I didn't know was a thing until everybody was so mad about him winning. Best five finger death punch was like on there too, and I was very confused because I saw it and I'm like, five finger death punch put out. They're rock and roll, baby. An They're album. Rock. I liked a five finger death punch machine gun. <laughs> 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 
No, I'm just kidding. Don't they collab together? They're gonna be like, is this is what the kids want? No, 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 no. That's, no. No, nobody wants that. Nobody we wants this collab. We reached out to Machinery Gunnery, and he said no. He didn't want to be on our Five Finger Death Punch album. He didn't want. I had to watch Five Finger Death Punch once because I had no other choice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no Were you trapped at a concert? Were you it like? Yeah, it was. It was at a concert. It was at the our Budweiser stage. But <laughs> oh, it was just somebody I actually liked was playing after them. Okay. Oh, so you had yeah. to sit there and be like, "All right, this is what I yeah. live live with right now." Their fan base was interesting. They uh, kind of just <laughs> invaded, and it was just like these big dads in like biker. Jackets. Oh God. Yeah. All tracks to me. Yeah, I, I have. I have zero interest in in ever being in that environment. I guess it's just volatile. I yeah, rough. Uh, well, we are out of an hour, uh, so we will go ahead and we will end the recording of the podcast there. We'll continue to hang out over on Twitch for a little while. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, you missed it on Twitch, and you should come and check us out when we stream these live episodes. Uh, if you are listening, make sure that you check out In Case We Crash on all the socials. Uh, a million views on the music video. If you're listening to this, it's out now. Put so it go, on in the background. Just let it roll One through. One million views, period. Overnight. 30 Overnight. seconds from release. Yeah. What are you even waiting for? So just <laughs> get to a million. Yeah. I mean, three minutes. Yeah, it's like it's going to take forever. But anyway, okay. One million. <laughs> Well, everybody, one million people watch it at release. That will it's do it. It's group work. It's, you <laughs> know, everyone works. just comes in together for one yeah. common goal. <laughs> yeah, together. Uh, this is my expectation. And if it doesn't happen, I'm disappointed. Yeah, you disappoint <laughs> the band. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, check everybody out. Check everything out on uh, all the platforms. Follow, like, comment, subscribe, all the good stuff. Uh, Simon and Alex, thank you for being on the podcast. This was awesome. Yeah, once again, thank you guys for having us. Thank you for checking out this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're letting people know about it. If you like In Case We Crash, make sure you're letting people know about them. Make sure you're listening to that, that music, watching those vids, checking the tunes, spotting the fives and Apple in the music. You know, stitching the their TikToks. <laughs> the what? Dick in the talks. I don't know. I Look, not all of them work the same way. Uh, we'll be back next thursday with another live episode on twitch so make sure you are following us at emosocialclub.tv to be notified when we go live uh the times are changing every week because we had to do some rescheduling but you'll know if you if you if you're there if you're hanging out with us on twitch at some point you'll be notified when we go live and you'll know when those episodes are going up uh we'll be back next monday with another podcast episode so make sure that if you listen to this you are subscribed to us on your platform of choice I think that's everything that we need you to do. How many calls to how many how many calls to actions do we need at the end of the podcast? I mean, and up until you like, share, and subscribe, we are not asking for much. From always here at Emo Social Club, I'm Brian. I'm Lizzie. Bye. Ooh, that hitting the post just hits so good, feels so right. Mm. Mm. Calls to actions. Can't pay my bills and exposure, but I can pay him in calls to action. Jesus Christ.
Why do you make me so mad or before I have to record something? <laughs>